You are, you, are, you are now rocking with MCB Moss. Be Moss, baby. Be Moss, baby. Oh my God. You are now rocking with MCB Moss. Be Moss, baby. Be Moss, baby. Be Moss, baby. Mic check one two, mic check one two. This is the Moss Podcast. Moss stands for motivation over stressful situations. I am your host, Brandon Moss, also known as MCB Moss, better known as DJB Moss. One of the two, you can call me anything. Call me Brandon, B Moss, MCB Moss. You know, it's so crazy. People, people still to this day, people still mess it up. People mess it up. I I don't understand. Some people I've heard um, people call me MC Boss or um, what's the famous one? Uh, Mac 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 Moss <laughs> Mac Boss. That's the, that's the famous one right there. Mac Boss. They 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 everybody always fucking it up. But I know what you mean when you say y'all. At least y'all try. At least y'all try. One one guy called me MC BB one time. I was like, what the fuck, MC BB. Uh, whatever you trying, I know you. I know what you mean. I, I don't really. I I ain't too you know keen on making sure I get my name right. You know, you know. Eventually, hopefully, when I start making a little bit more money, I can get it right. But as right now, it's cool. We ain't got it. But um, once again, this is the Moss Podcast, episode two of the Moss Podcast. Is well, part two. Is is it's episode two, part two, um, of the Moss Podcast. Moss stands for music over stressful situations, and um, I think I left off where. I had just went to jail, and I just got just got out of jail. My bad. Just got out of jail, and um, my boss had bailed me out. So, um, now mind you, like I'm, I'm fast forwarding my life a little bit because I don't want I, I want to be able to give y'all little pieces of my life, but I still want to be able to motivate everyone as they're listening to this podcast. So, I want to be able to motivate um, the the average listener. I want to be able to motivate the doctors who listen. The, uh, street niggas who listen, I want to be able to motivate, you know, everybody, you know, so, once again, like I said, I just got out of jail, my boss just bailed me out of jail, um, and I'm, I'm back in South Carolina, and I'm still working for her, of course, like, I knew, like, working for her, it was, it was, it was a good thing, I, I felt like a job security there, but I know a lot of people, if you're listening to this podcast right now, um, have you ever like worked for a job, even though you know it was good security that you were still unhappy with? Like that's how I felt. Even though this lady did all she could for me, and even though I had a nice house living on the beach and everything like that, I was still unhappy. And the reason why I felt unhappy was because, like where I was living at in Hilton Head, South Carolina, yeah, it is the beach, but it is a beach for retirement people. So it was very little, or no nightlife there or not even just nightlife just people i can hang with people that was around my age so if i wanted to go out i would have to go to savannah or i would have to go to Beaufort, south carolina which is pretty much about an hour away from where i lived at just to even have a good time and if i'm having too much of a good time then i have to stay where i'm at or like get a room because you know nobody want to drive drunk in south carolina if you're black <laughs> well i mean Seriously though, like you don't want to drive drunk in South Carolina, period. But then being black adds another, you know, adds another hint on top of it. So, 
um, driving in South Carolina, I mean, living in South Carolina, in the, in the three years that I was there, it was a great experience. I loved living there. I loved the people that was there. I loved my job that was there. I loved the, um, my boss that was there. She did so much for me. And um, and not even just her, my manager that was there, her and her husband, they, they, they did everything they could for me as well. But I was still unhappy. Like mentally, I was still unhappy. You know, and so I had to figure out what was it that I really wanted to do? What was it that I really wanted to get back into? Or, um, or like where did life, what was my next step in life? And um, I knew that it was going to be with music. I knew it was going to be with entertainment. So a, a lot of people know um, that I'm a DJ as well. You know what I'm saying? So, But what they don't know is that I taught myself how to DJ. No one taught me. I never sat down and, and got any DJ lessons or anything. I sat up and watched YouTube videos all day long. Like, when I was in South Carolina, I didn't have much, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I get off work, I would go straight home, and I would watch YouTube videos, just YouTube, 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 how to be a DJ, what I want, how should I get started? Like, that was what it was. But I, I, I didn't want to learn how to become a DJ because I, I, cause I see my, my, my homie do it. I wanted to learn how to become a DJ because I felt like I can make money off doing this as well as making money off working in the pharmacy. I was trying to get back into the entertainment. Um, thing like I was before, so um, working as a D, I mean, um, learning how to become a DJ was very difficult because, like, once again, I'm learning from watching someone else on a computer or on a phone. So, um, of course, I, I learned eventually, like, locking myself in the, in my room for hours and hours of of just trying to learn how to DJ, and eventually, I, and I, at this time, all I had was a laptop. So. Um, so all I had was the laptop, and I went. I I went to. It was one girl I met in South Carolina. I just met her. I think she was working at a grocery store. She was just kind of flirting with me or whatever like that. And she was like, "Hey, you should go out with me." And I'm like, "Eh," you know. She was kind of my age, around my age. Um, and I was like, "All right, I go out with you." So we went to this bar on Hilton Head in South Carolina, which I didn't even know they had, but it was a bar in South Carolina. And she was like, um, she was like, "Oh." You know, I you know we should go out more. But I told her, I said I'm not really feeling the DJ. She was like, Why? Well, what's wrong with him? I said, Well, I practice a lot and I'm a DJ. And I said, um, I, I he he just sucks. She said, well, I can introduce you to the club owner. I'm like, Oh shit! I didn't know she had the, she was plugged in like that. So she um introduced me to the club owner, and she said, Oh, my friend is a DJ. He felt like if your DJ sucks, you should get him. Like it. Pretty much just like that. Like, that's exactly what she said. He, and the club owner was like, you a DJ? And I said, yeah. Mind you, I never DJed a day in my life. I just DJed in my room. <laughs> she was like, he was like, all right, you on Sunday. Show me what you got. Just like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. He was like, yeah, learn how to. He said, um, I'm, a, I'm a top 40 spot. You know, learn how to do top 40 if you don't know how, how to do it yet. Um, straight top 40. That's, you know, all all we do here. I said, damn, okay, which, mind you, I already knew how to do top 40. Top 40 was my thing, you know what I'm saying? I, I know how to, you know, find the, the top 40 music and, and play it and shit like that. So um, I got on put on the spot. I was I even locked myself in the room even more, like learning more of the top music, top 40 music that I didn't already know. And uh, when Sunday came around, you know, I killed the show. And I got my first one hundred dollars. As a, it was a hundred dollars, I got paid. I got my first hundred dollars as a DJ, and like to this day, 
that hundred dollars meant more to me than any other gig that I ever did because that was my first gig. It was Labor Day weekend, two thousand fourteen. That was my first gig, and I'm like, oh shit! Now I'm a DJ with just a laptop. But I knew if I wanted to take this shit seriously, I wanted to. I, I had to up, upgrade my equipment, so of course. You know, with me working in the pharmacy, I wasn't getting that many DJ gigs. That was just that one-time thing. After that, I think I didn't get another gig for, like, the next three months. <laughs> that was just a one-time gig, and I was like, okay, cool, you know. And he said the only reason why it happened like that was because it was Labor Day weekend. That was that was the only reason why. But I didn't get another gig until, like, November, December or something like that. So um, they eventually gave me the gig or whatever. Um, well, they gave me the gig in South Carolina, and I, and I wanted to upgrade my equipment. So as we upgraded my equipment, I knew exactly what I needed to buy. the research on all my DJ equipment, all, all DJ programs, the equipment I needed for the programs and, and everything. And then once I had my equipment, I knew it was time. I said, I'm a DJ now. I'm a DJ. You know, so now it's time to put myself out there, you know, try to find out where the where the, where the black people party. I know everybody ain't just partying in, in Savannah. You know, so eventually I found a spot in South Carolina. Came out there and started DJing, doing my thing out there, and and I just built my name up off there. I already knew how to market myself just because of me being a promoter in Augusta when I was on the, on the mic as a, as, a, as a host. I knew how to do that. I knew how to build myself, but it was times where I felt like I was really being discouraged because everybody kept telling me no. And I'm just letting everybody know right now, like anything in your life that you that you really want to do, like you're going to hear a hell of a lot of no's, a hell of a lot of no's. Even to this day, I still hear no's. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear a hell of a lot of no's before you hear yeses. So don't get discouraged. Use those no's and make them say yes. By that, what I mean is you don't always have to take no for an answer. You know, you'll find your way. And I'm not telling you to, like, just force your way through, but you can find a way where you can get heard. You can find a way where you can accomplish your goals and dreams. People don't understand. People think, like, like, like you got to get up every day. You got to work for somebody else. You got to wait for them to give you a check. You got to pay your bills when they tell you to pay your bills by this day. Nah, man, like, I'm going to be real. You do that because as a black person or just anybody, that's how our mindset is set, especially being young in, in, in our 30s and 20s and 30s. Like, this is the time right now for us to be entrepreneurs. This is the time right now for us to get up and want to be bigger than just a nine to five job. But the thing is when you become an, when you when you have that mindset of getting out of that nine to five mindset, then you become a hustler. Like what is it that you love to do if, and, and if it is not a lot of people don't even know what they want to do for the rest of their life. But I, I tell people all the time if how you figure out what you want to do is if think about this scenario. If money never existed if money never existed, what would you do free for? The, well, I mean, what would you do for the rest of your life that you would be happy doing? Like, if money never existed, what would you do for the rest of your life that you would be happy doing? And with me, it was entertainment. So, like, I don't, I didn't know if it was um 
like I mean, it didn't have to be DJing. DJing is is a great, but that's just the way how I pay my bills. But DJing is not my end goal. Like I would love to get back on radio. I would love to um, get back into um, you know hosting things and stuff like that. That was that's one of my goals, but it's not my. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Just sneeze. It's not my end goal. So, um, so I became a DJ in South Carolina, even though I didn't run, wasn't really getting much gigs. Um, and I'm fast forwarding this, this story a little bit because, like, I, I do know I, I don't want people to get bored or anything about what I'm saying. But um, I became a DJ in South Carolina, and me, I, I reached out to a lot of other DJs out there that was. Um, black DJs that was in the hip-hop clubs because I knew if I wanted to get out there, I have to fuck with the people that they are. I have to fuck with the DJs that the people are already fucking with. So I reached out to a couple of DJs. Some of them wasn't really rocking with me like that because they was like, oh, this nigga ain't from the area. He think he finna come over here and take over. I'm like, I ain't even trying to take over. I just want to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? And eventually... They, they, I mean, some. It was one DJ that really was rocking with me. Shout out DJ Tough Love. He was really rocking with me, but the rest of them wasn't really fucking with me like that. Like, they wasn't really fucking. They was just calling me out my name, saying all kind of crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? But eventually, I get my first gig over there in the hip hop side, not not in the top forty, but just straight rap. You know, hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Playing rap music all night and shit like that. So, um, as I'm doing that gig. That's when other people want to hear me. Other people heard like, who, what DJ is that? Who is that? Who is that? That's Moss. That's Moss. Oh shit! That's when the Facebook ads. I mean, not Facebook ads. That's when uh, the fa- people started adding me on Facebook. People started figuring out who I was. You know, saying that, oh yeah, he, you know, he, he's, he's good. He's really good. And then now I see myself slowly falling back into like I'm me feeling like I'm the man again. <laughs> and. Before that happened, like I need, I had to sit back and think. Like, I don't want to go back down this road to where I'm making all this money at my job and making all this money as a DJ, and not wanting to and, and feeling like I'm the man buying shoes every week and all this extra shit like that. Like, I don't need to get back into that, you know. And I and I knew that, like that part of my life, I already knew because I knew if it happened again, this might be the last time. And ain't no, you know, I, I might, you know, I might lose my job. Now, mind you, I still, my dumb ass still ain't got my certification yet. But I'm working on it this time. I, I thought about it. I was working on it this time. So, um, as I'm, as I'm talking, I mean, as I'm, you know, becoming a DJ out there in South Carolina, meeting my name, building, building, I finally find some friends out there, even though they live like an hour and a half away. I finally found some friends out there that I can relate to that were real positive people. And they were like, they were just basically motivating me every day. You know, shout out to my nigga Swag Mag, you know, Tavy and Rashid, like all them people out there in South Carolina. They was, they were like my homies. They were just like, listen, you know, just stay positive. You, you on the right path. But I felt like I wasn't. But I knew what they were trying to say, but they didn't want to say it. By that, what that mean is like, if I want to get bigger than what I am, I have to leave the city that I'm at, even though South Carolina is a city that made me a DJ, or that state that made me a DJ. So I was like, okay, I knew I needed to leave. But once again, I didn't want to leave my job. My job, you know, that's the only place I got job security at. You know, this lady bailed me out of jail. She helped me get a job. She sold me a car. Like, I don't want to leave this lady. This lady's a really good lady to me. 
but she was, you know, she was rather old, not old, old, but she was like 60, but even though she was still doing her thing, she was like another mother figure. Now, mind you, I didn't have any family in South Carolina. No family in South Carolina at all. Like, the closest family I had was in Augusta and Savannah. So, like, it was 45 minutes to an hour away, and Augusta was two hours, two and a half hours away. So, like, I'm living out there pretty much on my own. Nobody to rely on if something would have happened to me. Happened to me. So, I ended up... Um, 2015. Like I said, I'm fast forwarding my life a little bit, but I'm just letting y'all know, like, in, in, in a, a quick rundown. 2015, I um I I talked to my boss and I told her I said, listen, I really want to move away, and it's not because of you. It's just I just feel like I'm stuck here in South Carolina and I'm miserable. I don't have no friends. I don't have no family. My closest friend is an hour and 45 minutes away. <laughs> And my family, like, it's just I don't I don't feel comfortable staying here. She's like, well, what do you think? And I said, Atlanta. I knew I knew I was I always wanted to live in a big city, and I knew if I wanted to get into entertainment, I knew if I wanted to get into music, Atlanta was the the, the place to go. So, just letting y'all know something real quick. Um, a quick rundown. I had to go through certain pieces in my life to get to where I'm at right now. And by that, what I mean is, it didn't, I, I didn't just leave Jackson, Mississippi and become, you know, this national tour DJ. Because that's what everyone thinks. And I don't want anybody to think that. No, like, it, it was steps along the process that I had to go. I had to go through the fact that I lost, that I, I, I left Jackson, Mississippi, a good job in Jackson, Mississippi. I left that job. I left that job in Jackson, Mississippi just so I can, and move to Georgia to be happy. You know, it's like I, I still, it's like I, I couldn't ever find that happiness. Left Jack, left Jackson, Mississippi, moved to Augusta, Georgia. Tried to find that happiness. Okay, I was I was happy in Augusta. I was really happy in Augusta. Like I, I had a good job. I was, you know, making money. I was in the pharmacy, but I didn't appreciate it. I took it for granted, thinking that they ain't going, thinking that I, ain't nothing finna leave. I'm not finna leave this job. I, I wasn't finna leave the job. I, I really thought I was gonna retire there. But no. God had to put me down on my ass. He had to say, listen, you moving too fast. You need to slow you need to slow down. Boom. Lose your job. Boom. Baby. You know what I'm saying? Now you need to hustle. You need to get yourself back on your feet. Okay. I had to figure it out. I figured it out. Got back on my feet. Made it work. Never give up. So even though I had to leave my son, which is the hardest decision, one of the hardest decisions I had to make, but I'm still in my I'm still in my son's life. But I had to leave my son just so I can make a better life for me and for him because I didn't want to stay in no house where I was barely paying bills. So I did have to leave my son, but I do come home even to this day to consistently see him. And me and his mother have a great relationship. Like we don't argue. We don't. We don't. You know. We don't. You know, I don't have baby mama drama, and I'm not on child support. Thank God. I send, I send my um, son's mother X amount of dollars per month, and she's content with that. And I make sure I see my son. So she's content with that. She's actually about to get married. So, and I'm happy for her. I'm not, I'm not, no, you know, stuck up baby daddy. I'm not no jealous baby dad. No, I'm not one of them kind of guys. I'm, I'm really happy for her, and I'm, and I appreciate the type of woman that she is because she's a very strong woman. She was one of the, the people that had told me 
that I should leave to make a better life for me and him. And really, at that moment in time, because we were still seeing each other, like, her decision was the only decision that really mattered, not no one else's, you know. So, but I'm, I'm telling you, I had to go through certain things in my life to, I had to go through certain things in my life for me to get to this point. I had to lose it. I had to pretty much have it all, lose it all, get it back, and then appreciate it. So that's why if anybody sees me now, uh, anybody say, oh, yeah, I see you doing your thing. And I say, I always say, I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, nah, you're doing it. No, nah, I'm trying. I'm still trying. You know, I'm not I'm not at the point where I want to be at. And I don't never want to feel like I got the big head. Never. Because I don't ever want to lose that again. Like, anybody can do the exact same thing I'm doing. The thing about it is I tell anybody all the time, like, if you sitting up here at the house broke, if you're broke, then you can figure out a way to make money. If you're broke, then you have time. If you have time, you have time to make money. Thing about people is that we're too we're, we're too prideful. None of us will want to say, "Hey, man, you know, I got I, I worked in the pharmacy, but I'm not going. You know, I'm not going. I'm not going to go back to working at Burger King. I'm not going to go back to work at Auntie Annie's. You know what I'm saying? Like, like ain't nobody, don't nobody have that mindset. But real hustlers do. If you if you're gonna really go out there and figure out like how to make it work, nobody should ever be broke. But the thing about it is, we too, we too prideful. We don't want to go out there and get a job. We don't want to go out there and and work at a pretzel place, even though you was working at a pharmacy. We don't want to um. We don't we don't want to leave our our household because we're too comfortable. You have to make yourself uncomfortable. And 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 listen to this because this is real. Sometimes you have to make yourself uncomfortable so your life can get back on track. If you're living in your life every day, if you're comfortable, with, if if you don't like what you're doing, but you're comfortable where you are, you need to make yourself uncomfortable. Make yourself uncomfortable. Like, I had to make myself uncomfortable. I had to make myself not be around um, all the shit that was going on in Augusta. I had to make myself, I had to make myself move from Augusta, Georgia, just to make my, make my life better. Right? And, and the thing about it, I had to, I made myself leave a great job in South Carolina just because I believed in my dreams and moved to Atlanta. But I had to make myself uncomfortable to leave and, and don't get me wrong it was the best decision I ever made was to move to Atlanta best decision I ever made in my life was to move to Atlanta but the worst decision I ever made was to move Augusta leave Augusta and move to South Carolina even though it ended up being a I ended up making a great situation out of it I had to take care of my kid and when you are a man you are a man even a woman but when you are a man and you got people relying on you, you don't want to have to depend on nobody else to take care of your child. You don't want to. And I know I didn't. I didn't want to have to depend on nobody else. So I told my son's mom, I said, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come home. I'm going to make sure he, he he's going to have his money every month. And even to this day, since I've never missed, I've never missed a payment. Now, I might have been late a few times. <laughs> But I never missed a payment. I never told her, listen, I ain't got the money to pay you. 
Like she's got it every month now. I, I mean, like it ain't been times. It's been times where I've been kind of, you know, kind of behind. Like, you know, it ain't like it might not come on the first. It probably come on like the eleventh or twelfth. You know what I'm saying? But she got it. She got it. So you know, that's 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 always a, a plus. You know, always a plus to make sure and make sure that 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 she's taken care of and make sure my son is taken care of. But once again, man, like I, you, you, everyone is listening to this. Like, humble yourself. Humble yourself. You, you can feel like you're at the top of everything right now, and you can lose it all. I've been there. I've lost it. I've, I've gotten it. Felt like I had everything. You know what I'm saying? Didn't have a child. I had a nice ass apartment. Had a nice, nice ass clothes. Nice ass job. And I lost it all. Lost it all. And I had to figure out a way, not to even say I wanted to get it back, but figure out a way I can get it back and not lose it again. And so when I moved to Georgia, let me let, me let y'all know. So I moved to Georgia. I didn't just move to Georgia and didn't have no plan. I, I had a plan when I moved to Georgia. I knew I was going to move to Georgia. And when I decided to move to Georgia, I knew that I wanted to eventually become an entrepreneur. So now I'm a DJ. I'm in Georgia. And in Atlanta, Georgia, not not moving back to Augusta. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Even though I'm still away from my son, like I, I'm closer to him now, so I can drive, you know, from Atlanta to Augusta to go see him. So I'm a lot closer. So um, I moved to Georgia, and I'm working for this independent pharmacy in Dunwoody. And the guy who owns the pharmacy, his name is Chuck. He's a really good guy. Um, he hasn't, he, he wasn't, I ain't gonna say he wasn't as good as, as my boss in South Carolina, but, um, he, he is a guy, he's a good guy, but, but my boss in South Carolina, she was more so of a mother. Chuck is just more so of a boss. Like Chuck didn't do anything, like sell me his car or anything like that, nothing like that. But, um, but he is a good guy. So I moved to South Carolina, I'm working in a pharmacy in South Carolina in, um, Dunwoody Pharmacy, in which that is a great place to work. Um. And I, I mean, even to this day, I don't work there. I don't work there full time anymore. But whenever he needs someone, like during the holidays or anything like that, I'm still on payroll, so I can still go in there and and, and bust some hours out, just if I got the time. You know, I don't I like I don't, I I do work for myself right now. But I did, you know, I said, listen, if you ever need anybody, just let me know. And when you work for like independent places like that, they can do that. So. So I moved to South. I mean, I moved to Georgia, moved to Atlanta. Um, I knew that me living here, I had to come up with a plan. So I'm thinking, like, once I got here, that all the DJs would have like the same kind of setup like that I had. And I'm thinking I'm finna just take over all the clubs because <laughs> because I'm like, I'm oh yeah, I'm, I'm I know I'm a good DJ. Nah, fam. Reality check. They don't give a fuck how good you are here as a DJ. You know what they care about? How many Instagram followers you got? How many people you can bring to the club? And I'm like, I'm not the promoter. I'm just the DJ. They said, no, nah, when you when you out here, you got to have fans in Atlanta. How many people you can bring out? No matter how good you are, how many people can you bring out? So I'm sitting up here like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know nobody. I just moved here. I, don't, I can't bring nobody out. Oh, that was a very hard time for me because it didn't like that. That's what really made me realize it don't matter how good you are, um, 
it don't matter. It don't matter how good you are. Like people only care about numbers. That's I mean that's how record labels are too. They only care about numbers. They don't, they don't care about how how good you can rap or sing or anything like that. People don't care about how good I can DJ, and they only care about how many people I can bring out to the club. So I'm sitting up here like, oh shit. Okay, so I I think I I've to this day I've probably inboxed almost every venue in Atlanta, Georgia. That's how hungry I was, and. Most of them already have they set DJs. Um, most of them said yeah, and then I try to get ready to do the do the thing, do the um, audition, and they're like, "Oh man, you know, I apologize. Somebody else, somebody else run the account. We ain't got no, you know, we ain't really got no opening." I'm like, man, like I'm tired. I, I just felt like I got played. I got played a lot in Atlanta. Like that that was a real discouraging moment of me. Too, because I'm just thinking like me being a DJ, I know I'm good. How can I get known in Atlanta? Like I know I'm here for the right reasons. I know I'm doing the right thing. Like how can I get known in Atlanta? And it hit me. It made me think about. I had to think about it. Like what does everybody do in Atlanta? Everyone does. Everyone raps. Everyone sings. Everyone think they're artists. So I said, for me to get out there, I need to start doing artist showcases. So I started throwing artist showcases in Atlanta, and they, they started doing. At first, it was kind of eh, but eventually, they got a little better. Then I started taking it on the road, going to different cities: Little Rock, St. Louis, Baltimore, Dallas. Gonna start going to those cities because you know if if niggas rapping in Atlanta, they rapping everywhere. They rapping and singing everywhere. Everyone think they're a star. Everybody think they're artists. But I'm gonna let y'all know right now, man. Like like I said before, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Even even rappers, humble yourself. Like never think you better than somebody else. Everybody feel like they're the best. I know I ain't the best DJ. I ain't trying to be the best DJ. I'm just trying to figure out my the, the lane for me and make it the best lane for me. I don't want to be the best DJ at all. So me living in Atlanta right now, um, it has taught me how to really humble myself. And also how to become an entrepreneur. Because living in Atlanta, you cannot be broke living here. It ain't no cheap city to live in. It's a very expensive city to live in. And it's even more expensive when you don't have a job to go to. You have everything that you do, you're working for yourself. And I don't have nothing wrong against people who work a nine to five and everything like that. But me, I'm a motherfucking hustler. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get out there and I'm going to get mine. I'm going to make sure I go to these gigs. Make sure I find some kind of way to make money. If it's 24 hours in a day, I got 24 hours to work. Even though I'm not going to be working all 24 hours, I know I got to sleep. But if I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping at least four to six of those hours. And all the rest of those times, I'm going to be working. Like right now, I'm doing a podcast, but I'm working. You know what I'm saying? So I want everybody to understand right now, this podcast is called Motivation Over Stressful Situations. If you ever felt stressed, if you ever felt like, you ever felt like, things wasn't going good for you or something like that. You just sit back and you just think like, how can you make things work for you? If you're unhappy at your job right now, I'm not saying leave, but there's a lot of motherfuckers right now that I know. I got a friend right now I graduated high school with. He got a whole degree, a whole degree in the place he works for, he is unhappy with. He said, I only did this because this was what my folks wanted me to do. And I'm like, why don't you do something that makes you happy? Like, and and it's easier said than done. But like, if you put a plan together, 
you can really make yourself happy. A lot of people right now, this is the best time to be a black entrepreneur because especially living in Atlanta, people can help you. Living in Jackson, Mississippi, people can still help you, but a lot of people are not going to help you because a lot of people that run the businesses out there, it's not too many black-owned businesses in Jackson, Mississippi. You won't see that many. You'll, you'll see a few, but you won't see that many. You know what I'm saying? So think about it is people here in Atlanta can help you. Our color people, our our people, and I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this to down downplay black. I mean downplay white people because white people can help you too. You know what I'm saying? Any type of people can help you, but you just like I understand a lot of people just don't have the 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 resources. They don't understand how to get that help, or they don't understand what's the first step to leaving your job. I, I get the, I get asked that question at least three or four times a week, like. What made you want to leave your job? How was you able to leave your job and DJ full-time comfortably and, and be able to pay your bills? I got asked that question when I went to um, Jackson, Mississippi, when I went to homecoming a couple weeks ago. And the thing about it is you just got to really I, – I, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I was going to say believe in yourself, but it's way more than believing yourself. Fuck that. A goal without a plan is only a wish. A goal without a plan is only a wish. So if you sit up here, say you want to do this, you want to do this, and you ain't got no plan, you're just only making wishes. And like, oh, man, shoot, I wish I could do this. Anybody can do anything they love to do. And that's absolutely true. Anybody can make money after doing anything they love to do. It's niggas out here that make videos for YouTube for a living. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't start off making money. They started off with like one video that wouldn't get no plays, and that, and then they kept staying consistent, staying consistent. That's another thing, consistency, consistency. If you're doing a podcast, or if you're dropping a video, something like that, you stay consistent. All you need is one video to pop, one video to go viral, and all your rest of your shit is going viral. That's it. All you need is the right kind of shout out. All you need is the right kind of people to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? But you if you if you hanging around a whole bunch of negative people, how do you expect positive things to happen to you? If you're hanging around a whole bunch of negativity, if you know it's negativity around you, if you if you know your mom or your dad or your or your cousins or your friends, if they are always negative, how do you expect positive things to happen to you? You gotta draw positive energy, put positive energy around you. And that's absolutely true. Everybody around me, I feel like it is positive energy. They look out for my best interests because they know the bigger picture. Positive energy attracts positive energy. Negative energy attracts negative energy. And that's absolutely true. You can't sit up here and be like, uh, things ain't going to go right for me. Things ain't doing this. Things ain't doing it. Nah, man. Like, nah. You say, man, things are going great. They're good. How are things going for you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm trying. I'm trying to get to that next level. Everyone's trying to get to that next level. So figure out. Put a plan together. And and I promise you, things will work out. I'm here. If anybody knows me personally, if they ever want to talk to me, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know I didn't want to make this podcast too long, so this is part two of the Moss Podcast. Mo motivation, <clears throat> excuse me, motivation over stressful situations. That's what this podcast stands for. Um, once again, this podcast is going to be strictly about motivating people, like motivating every type of people. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to give y'all a quick backstory about myself. And I, even though I know that was kind of a long backstory because I did it in two parts, but um, it's a lot more stories that I didn't even say. 
just because I want to leave them for further for future podcasts. But um, just to let you guys know that this podcast will drop every Sunday. So every Sunday you will hear this podcast, and I'm just going to be recording. Usually I want to keep it around 30 to 40 minutes a week, somewhere up in there. So, um, you know, I don't want it too long, but I want everyone to still get motivated and understand that, that it's more to life than just working a nine to five. And if you're comfortable working a nine to five, then it's cool. But if you uncomfortable with working a nine to five, then make yourself even more uncomfortable and leave that job and put a plan together and and make it work. It's nothing wrong with making yourself uncomfortable. But staying comfortable with where you at will only make you unhappy. That's how these jobs that get us, man. They they they'll pay us a, a lot of money. Let's say like you'll make like an hour. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like a lot of money. But job, big businesses, if that ain't what you want to do, big businesses pay us to forget about our dreams. Or businesses will pay us to forget about our dreams. Ah, you don't need to be that graphic designer. Ah, you don't need to be that fashion designer. Here's $22 an hour. Come work for me. (laughs) Seriously. You know what I'm saying? If If you're a dental assistant and you don't like being a dental assistant, you don't went to school for that shit and everything like that, but this ain't what you really want to do. You want to be a chef? Go be a chef. Put a plan together first, though, and then figure out how to be a chef. Like, figure out who who's hiring for chefs. Like, if that's what you love to do, that's what you really want to do, go be a chef. L- do what you love and love what you do. Because I love, I love what I do every day. Every day I get up happy. <laughs> like, I, I, you'll rarely see me upset. Rarely. You don't see me going through personal shit on social media. Like I don't I don't post nothing about that. Like I'm I'm a real positive person. And that's just how the things that I don't went through in my life is what made me where I am now, which is why I went to start a podcast. Because you gotta go through some shit mentally and physically to really be like, oh man, like this is I can't believe this happened. You know what I'm saying? And and it's a lot, like I said, it's a lot more other shit that I went through. It's just, I'm just giving y'all a, a, a quick rundown of my life real quick. And I just want everybody to understand that you can do it. If you're listening to my voice right now, you can do it. You driving in the car, you at work, you, you know, at the house, you just listening on your phone, tablet, computer, whatever. You can do it. Make yourself happy. You might have to make yourself uncomfortable. But if it leads to happiness, do it. There's nothing wrong with making yourself uncomfortable. Sometimes making yourself uncomfortable can lead to happiness. But you just gotta you gotta you gotta be willing to take that jump. You either if you're jumping off a cliff, you either gonna fly or you're gonna you gonna you gonna get hit. You're gonna you gonna go through some bumps, get cut up. And I ain't gonna lie, I got cut up. When I jumped from the cliff, but eventually I healed and I flew. And you can't be scared to jump. A lot of people are scared to jump off that cliff. And they're like, oh, I'm scared. I don't, I don't know what happened. When I quit my job, I was scared as hell. And I was making money. <laughs> I was making money from DJ. But I was scared as hell. But don't be scared because it's not going to bring positive results. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in your career. 
Have faith in your life. Have faith in your plan. And take that jump. Also, humble yourself. Just because you t- just because you quit your job, or eventually you think about quitting your job, don't don't ever think that you're better than nobody, because you're not. We can all better ourselves, but we're never better than the next person just because oh we we're making X amount of dollars. Nah, it's never like that. So never think that you're better than nobody else. All right. We hit that 40 mark, man, that 40-minute mark. So, listen, man, I just want to thank everyone so much, man, for listening to this podcast. This podcast is called Motivation Over Stressful Situation, the Moss Podcast. It will drop each and every Sunday. And I am your host, DJ Moss, better known as Brandon Moss, also known as MCB Moss. Be Moss, baby. And I will drop this podcast once again each and every Sunday. Motivation Over Stressful Situations. If you feel it motivated, and you're going through a lot of stressful situations, just listen to the episode. I'm here to motivate you. I'm here to make you feel good. And if you didn't feel good, then I, I promise I didn't. I did not mean for it to be negative. But sometimes you got to go through negative shit just so positive things can happen to you. You got to go through that shit. So um, thank you all so much for listening, man. This is part two of my podcast. And um, I'm out. <laughs>